0: Hello! Welcome to Tay2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song
1: in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Innocent from Speak half It's still innocent.
0: And today, we are discussing the song Invisible from Taylor Swift, Deluxe Edition. Mmm! Invisible is the 13th track on Taylor Swift, deluxe edition.
1: Taylor Swift was released on October 24th, 2006, and this song was co-written by Robert Ellis Oral.
0: Our guy! (laughs) Invisible has been played live 12 times by Taylor. Mm. 11 of them were in 2008, and she played it once on her Reputation Tour, in Tampa, Florida in 2018.
1: Yes. As her
0: special acoustic song.
1: Yes. Let us know if you were at that show. Yeah, it's a because cute performance.
0: the YouTube version, it's very difficult to hear her. There's a lot of screen there's, singing There's happening. a couple on
1: YouTube, but it is, it is challenging. Yeah, it's hair.
0: challenging. Yeah. I think that the audience was very excited that she was singing that song. <laughs> it's so
1: fun when she sings like rare songs. <laughs> yeah. So much fun. So, Devin, mm. what do you think about Invisible? This is a really nice
0: song. The more songs we do from debut, the more I fall in love with it.
1: Aww.
0: Or Taylor Swift, whatever you want to call it. Her yeah. her synonymous album. I don't is think that's the right word.
1: Self-titled. Self-titled? <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> it is so important To remember that this is where Taylor started. Totally. You know, like this sort of journalistic songwriting and singing and, and it just feels like she is singing from her diary yeah, or that these are experiences that she had that day or like that week or whatever. And she's just in her living room with us playing a guitar Mm -hmm. and singing them to us. Absolutely. Like, Her first album is so cool that way. It's a lot of just, like, little stories Mm -hmm. that she's just, you know, given us. Uh You know, we get to sit and listen, and it's just so cool. And it really, really, really makes me excited for when she re-records this. Yes. For me to kind of have that experience, Mm -hmm. since I obviously didn't have the experience of this album when it first came out. Mm -hmm. Also, the fact that this is her first album... And it is, like, so good. Yeah. And it's better than, like, a lot of artists' 10th album. Absolutely. Like, she still had all of the albums to come. Yeah. Like, this is it. Like, this was her first one. It's just so cool to hear something like this song Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Especially since I don't have the nostalgia factor for this song. Mm Mm-hmm. And to get to know it a little better right now, knowing where she is and where she's been. Yeah. It, it, it's really, really cool. I love the steel guitar at the beginning. Big the,
1: steel guitar ee- fan.
0: That <laughs> like, The really, really high steel guitar at the beginning. Mm. I think the melody is really interesting. It goes places you really don't expect it to Ooh. in the verses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The chorus is so good. Especially the second time through, the harmonies like really, really, really nice. I love the way in the bridge at at the end where she sings the "I just want to open your eyes and make you realize." Yeah, and make you realize. Yeah, it's so good. Ah, oh, it's so good. And then gotta love a good outro verse that brings the steel guitar back in in mm. the beginning. It's short and sweet, and the production isn't too big, which I think really fits. The style of the song, like I was talking about, that, you know, journal entry-esque type. Yeah. Song. It's really, really nice and sweet, and I like it a lot. Nice. Gab, what do you think about this song.
1: This is just such a classic Taylor song to me. And it's definitely one of the first Taylor songs that I ever heard, which is strange. Some of the songs I most remember are from the deluxe album. So it mm. must be that I had you must have. the deluxe edition or digital downloader. I don't know. Some a friend did maybe. And it's songs like this that I think Taylor really found her audience. Mm. Um, you know, she was this famous country singer but she understood what it was like to feel invisible yeah and to be overlooked or for your crush to not notice you and it's songs like this and others on debut like kind of like the outside that like made us all feel like taylor was our friend And that she was going through similar experiences to us, Mm -hmm. especially those of us that were teenagers at the same time as her. You know, at that time, there weren't many singer-songwriters writing about teen experiences Mm -hmm. in this same way. It's just really cool... The idea of like in this album laying the groundwork like Taylor, she's just a regular teen, mm-hmm. even though she isn't. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. So I have like a nostalgic fondness for this song, but it isn't one of my favorites from debut. I have like others that we've talked about and that we will talk about that are like some more favorites of mine. For sure. I think it's like because I don't love the parts where her voice goes up into her higher register, mm-hmm. they feel like kind of like hard to get to and a little forced almost, mm. maybe weaker vocally. Even though that kind of adds to the motion, mm. but I think it'll be interesting to see it on the re record. Mm. If it felt like she was maybe reaching for some of those notes Mm -hmm. or maybe it's just that's like how it's supposed to sound but i just don't love the like the never gonna love you i don't it's like a little Mm. bit yeah Mm -hmm. beautiful miracle like it's all a little bit high for me Uh um but it might i think it's gonna work better on the re-record just because her voice is stronger yeah the emotion will be different though because it's not going to be like this 16 year old right talking about this experience you know and like obviously she's Taylor Swift, so she can tap into that, but she's so far removed from that time. So yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I'm fascinated of what the debut re-record's gonna sound like.
0: Yeah, this totally. one especially. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, as always in a Taylor song, I love the way that she plays with the subject of the song, where she's like singing to her crush about his crush not noticing him, right? mm-hmm. and then she kind of brings herself into it that he doesn't notice her. I really like the ending of the song where she brings those two lines of the verse back yep. in. I think it's very classic, and I think it really works. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Devin, do you relate to this song? Yeah. Yeah, I do.
0: This is a very relatable song. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like everyone can relate to this song at one so. point in their life yeah. or another. Feeling invisible mm-hmm. to somebody else. Mm-hmm. When I was in eighth grade, I had a crush on a girl in tenth grade. Oh no. Who subsequently had a crush on my brother. Oh, <laughs> It was in 11th grade. He was an older boy. Oh, man. I was a younger boy, uh, very much younger. Eighth grade to 10th grade is like a little, huh? Yeah. But obviously, she was not interested in me oh. because I was this little four foot five braces, glasses, awkward kid
1: oh.
0: who was in drama class with her, and my brother was eventually going to be Jesus and God's spell. <laughs> What more can you ask for? (laughs) And I just remember there was one night where she called the home phone. Oh, no. And I picked up. I was like, oh, my God. Hey, how's it going? She's like, hi, it's going. Is your brother there? Oh, and I was invisible in that way, at least. Yeah. You know, I mean, we were friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were in the drama program together. She she was a very she was a smart cookie. And the whole package played violin. Wow. Yeah, and she only had eyes for my brother.
1: So sad. Which I
0: think makes it even worse that it was my brother. Definitely. You know?
1: Yeah, different layer.
0: Ugh, and I, I can't help but think if I had only had this song yeah. to get me through.
1: Well, it existed. Not quite yet, maybe a year later, but it existed. Yeah,
0: it, it was almost there. Yeah. But I I was not a Taylor Swift fan. No. I don't even know if I knew who Taylor Swift was at that point. Maybe not. You know, this was like two thousand. Four?
1: Yeah, the album hadn't come out yeah, yet, so.
0: I was thirteen, yeah. Wow.
1: <sighs> Gab, <laughs> what times. about you? Tough, <laughs> Tough
0: for thirteen year old Dev Dev. <laughs> Gab, do you relate?
1: Yeah, the song is super relatable, yeah. and I think relatable to anyone who had an unrequited crush. Yep. Which is I feel like mostly everyone. I think so. I've had many. Um <laughs> <laughs> How
0: did they not know I liked them? <laughs>
1: I think the more embarrassing thing is that maybe they did know <laughs> oh. and just pretended to not. Aww. So, okay. So this this situation, I was in high school. I had a crush on an upperclassman who was in my math class. Uh-huh. And I totally thought there was a chance. Oh. And it should have, like, obviously math's hard. But, like, I was then in an advanced and he was in the lower math class. So it Yeah, been red like, flag. Well, not a red flag, but just, like, maybe we're not suited for each other. You know, not like you don't have to be like good at math to not have a red flag, you know, but like we might have not been a fit. In high school,
0: though, red flag. (laughs)
1: Um, If you're if
0: you're a freshman in a class in like the same class with a senior.
1: He wasn't a senior. But yeah, that's true. You know, Yeah, that is kind of red flag. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. A couple of months into my crush and like trying to flirt or thinking I was flirting. Or, like, I feel like, I, like, maybe we texted sometimes and I asked him to hang out, like, with in groups, not by ourselves, you know? Right, 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 never, know? never, yeah. But, like, I thought, like, it might have been, like, getting somewhere. I found out he had a girlfriend uh, who lived in California. Wow. And they had been dating for a while. Yeah, I guess it was, like, one of those camp romances. Ooh, camp you know? romances, yep. And I remember just feeling so embarrassed when I found out and so invisible in terms of like, it didn't, he didn't even think that it like mattered that I should know. Like I wasn't even a factor. Yeah. And I thought it was like this big crush. Yeah. It's really sad. Boy. Yeah.
0: She do not even know you she's from
1: california <laughs> so it's not quite the same like he had a girlfriend it's not like he was pining after right. someone who didn't recognize him right. that's like really specific scenario yeah but yeah i think anyone can relate to this Anyone song, for sure
0: 100 percent yeah i also just can't help but think about clay aiken's song invisible as well <laughs> great, song. great if song if i was invisible
1: power ballad
0: also really creepy yeah you know i could just watch you in your room yeah that one is yeah that's a weird one yeah different kind of song. Yeah. I relate more to this one. Definitely. Than I do the Clay Aiken song. Yeah.
1: But I like, I like that song. Shout out to Clay
0: Aiken though. Any Clay Aiken stands out there? <laughs> Woo!
1: <laughs> you don't know any songs other than that.
0: Solitaire, even though it's not his song, he oh, covered it.
1: he's great at that song.
0: He's really good at That's that fair.
1: song. That's fair. It's embarrassing.
0: It's a great song. Now we get to the segment of...
1: Gossip. This song is about a boy who's in love with a girl who doesn't know he exists, but the twist is that Taylor is in love with him, and he doesn't know that she exists. Oh, God. Wow. Uh, so to me, this song is reminiscent of Teardrops on My Guitar, mm-hmm. and it tells a super similar story, which I think could be why it didn't make the original album, just mm. made the deluxe, because mm-hmm. it's a similar idea, just told in a different way. And then, if it is about the same situation as teardrops, it could be about drew oh, I think the song also has similar themes to you belong with me mm. where it's not necessarily that she's invisible, but she's like totally like in the friend zone, sure, which is Very relatable as well. Oh, yeah. I really relate to that. So I think it's kind of similar to both those songs. Unfortunately, because it was on the deluxe version, it doesn't have a hidden message. Yeah. So there's not a lot to gossip about here. Yeah. It's a very personal insight into Taylor's high school years. And we got a lot of that on the debut album. For sure. Devin, Mm. what's your favorite line from Invisible?
0: Again, I just want to open your eyes and make you realize. Like that's, you know, thinking back to my experience. I did. All I wanted to do was open their eyes Mm. and and show that, like, I was the more mature person (laughs) than my brother. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Just make you realize. It's a fun line, too, and I love how she sings it. Yeah, it sounds great. She sounds, yeah, really good on that line. and
1: Make you realize.
0: So good. Mm. What is your favorite line, Gab?
1: I like, and all I think about is how to make you think of me.
0: Ooh. And I think this is
1: kind of like one of like the higher moments of the song. Like this, like it breaks. Yeah. Like, and I just, I like it. I like how powerful and like emotional she is on this line. I think it really comes through. Yeah. All she's thinking about is like, how do I get this person to think about me?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and like, I've absolutely been there. Yeah. Oh my God. How? Like so many crushes, you know? Oh, really? <laughs> Yes. A lot of, I'm a Libra. Libras are like...
0: Yeah, oh, I know.
1: Big crushing, crushing,
0: Big crushing A lot unrequited.
1: Okay, Devin. huh From one to ten ways your eyes light up when you smile. Is when you smile. Which is super cute. Really cute. I love eyes lighting up when you smile. Doesn't that happen most of the time when you smile? No, you can smile and your eyes aren't in it. It's like a fake smile.
0: Like when you smize.
1: Well, smiles, your eyes maybe don't light up, but they focus. Ooh. But there's like, if your smile isn't real, your yeah. eyes aren't in your it. Your eyes I
0: mean, don't light up. Yeah. You're right.
1: I can't do it because I'm laughing, but you yeah. know, I was trying. to I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's yeah. A, this is a podcast and I was visually trying to show Devin yes. what a smile without eyes lighting up looks like. And it wasn't working. No. no. So, Devin, mm. from one to ten ways your eyes light up when you smile, what uh-huh. do you give Invisible? I think I'm going
0: to give it Seven at the moment okay seven ways your eyes light up when you smile nice it's, it's a nice song I can't really think of anything you know really r- like wrong with it mm. um I enjoy it I'm just probably not gonna listen to it you know too much because mm. it's not on any of my playlists mm. I could put it on one of my playlists but I feel like this is a mood song as well
1: like Definitely. you have to be,
0: you have to be in the mood for this kind of song.
1: Yeah. Also, it's still a stolen song, so I don't correct. Know if you want so to I it your can't,
0: I can't play it on
1: Spotify. I mean, you can, but like... I can't. No, I can't. I you have to can.
0: watch it on YouTube.
1: Yeah, y'all. It's okay if you listen to the stolen songs. It's just that, like, sometimes I try and not.
0: Yeah, sometimes. So seven ways your eyes light up when you smile. Gab from one to ten ways your eyes light up when you smile. What do you give a song?
1: I'm going to give Invisible six ways your eyes light up when you smile. Okay. I really like this song. I think it's really sweet. I think it's very much like a window into, like, you know, Taylor's diary. I think it's important in the way that, like, all the songs on debut are, like, important in how we got Taylor. It's just... Not my favorite on debut, and I have a lot that I really like yeah. on debut, so I'm grading it on that kind of a curve. For sure. Of which ones. I think it's just because her voice is a little weaker on this one. Yeah. That also means I can't wait until I hear the re-record. Yeah. And I reserve yeah. the right to change my rating based on that. Fair.
0: Absolutely. You know, I mean, you have to think, like, there's this song, mm-hmm. and there's our song. Yeah. You know? So, that's a jump.
1: It is. It is a jump. Yeah, yeah, she's a lot younger here. It feels, even if she's not.
0: I mean, our song is just like maybe top five Taylor songs of all time.
1: I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but I like that song a lot.
0: <laughs> Perhaps even top five songs of all time.
1: Wow! 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 Uh, yeah. Okay, listen along with us. You can check us out on Instagram at Tate Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts do you also relate to invisible and want to share your invisible story with us we're all ears
0: (laughs) always always all ears
1: are you a big fan of this song is it not one of your favorites let us know it all and be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to us right now as well as remember you can find exclusive bonus content on our Patreon at patreon.com/slash podcast or the link in our bio or podcast description. And this week we have an episode coming out on Highway Don't Care by yes, Tim McGraw. Yes,
0: and thank you as always to our patrons. You are
1: the best. Yay! Woo-hoo, patrons!
0: Well, next episode, oh, we're going to be coloring Invisible String from Folklore. Yes
1: come hang with us I'm Devin and I'm Gab this has been Tate to Z thanks for listening see you next time